Alright, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? It's all as well here. I just got back from a wedding, and uh, I, I need to write a comedy bit about uh, what happened at the wedding. Uh, that's what I want to start with. Uh, so this is, this is not me doing comedy, this is me thinking of future comedy, if that makes sense. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, there's got to be something funny about, because this, this, this wedding was my wife's side of the family, and what happened to me, I think like three times, maybe four, was uh, someone would approach me or, you know, my wife and I, and I would, in my head, like, I play it very cautiously. Like, I don't say anything until the other person speaks first, because in my head, I'm thinking, hey, like, they're going to say, oh, I'm Brian. And I'm, I'm thinking in my head, like, oh, nice to meet you, but I don't say anything, because what inevitably happens is, hey, Nathan, nice to see you again. And I'm like, oh, hey guy I thought I was about to meet for the very first time, you know, like, is that happening yeah. to you a lot? Like, I just was, like, and one of them... The, yeah, I have a dog shit memory. That's why, that's half the reason that I say the word man a lot, just in sentences. Yeah, hey, man. I, I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's kind of just a, a vernacular thing. I, I just kind of say it almost like a someone with mild Tourette's, I, I just sort of say it. It's, it's like saying the word like or um. Right. But then it's part of it with man is a conscious thing. It's like, I don't have to know your name, do I, man? Nah. Hey, man, how's it going? Hey. Hey, yeah, long time, man. How you been? That, I, I, can, I can do that, and it just sounds natural. And no one has any idea that I, I have the memory of a fucking Alzheimer's patient. So it works out good. I play it either way. Sometimes I'll do that where I just, you know, like smile and act along like, oh yeah, so cool since that one time when we did that thing with the crazy and the yeah. And other, you know, because if they talk long enough, usually you can put it together kind of. Yeah. But other times I'll just be like, hey, I'm so sorry. What was your name again? I wired, where to meet? Like, I'll just, whatever. But the one thing that happened tonight that was kind of funny that made my wife not angry, but she got ear is, uh, this 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 woman came up and my and my wife introduced us. She the the woman was like Lydia blah 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 and my wife went oh hey Nathan this is I can't even remember her name now and the woman kind of went yeah we've met like sort of scolding my wife and looking at me like duh we've met and I'm like oh yeah crazy and she said at your wedding and they talked for a second and then everybody left I'm like. Yeah, at my wedding. So we met once in 2009 when I was meeting a shit ton of people, like, for two seconds. Hey, thanks for coming to the wedding. Who was that? My second cousin, twice removed. Hey, nice to meet you. Who was that? That was my grandmother's aunt. You know, like, I'm meeting all these. Yeah. And she, she, the way she sort of said, nice, you know, we've met at your, like, like I'm going to remember 30 seconds in 2009. Like, I, I know my memory's dog shit already. But that was a little odd. But like I said, there's got to be something funny in that in that split between me thinking "nice to meet you" and everyone like "nice to see you again." I there's something there that I think might be. No, there's absolutely not. And I like that you prefaced it with the fact that this isn't going to be comedy, so it's not going to be funny. That was your disclaimer <laughs> for this is in no way going to be good. I'm just going to start with it anyway. It'll no, it'll be good in a month or two months. In two months, we'll bring it up again, and we'll be slinging jokes and. You know, cracking wise, and the listeners it's gonna be awesome, man. laughing. But this is like this listeners. Is, if any of you have a time machine, the discussion um, of comedy. This is this is behind the scenes. The comedy VH1 behind the comedy. That's what this is. Yeah, this is the dough that will one day become a pizza. Yes, That'll be pretty decent. If you have a time machine, don't waste it on going back and killing Hitler, or doing anything hack like that. Don't don't figure out what the stock market's doing. 
Come to this podcast in two weeks and listen to what we have to say about that wedding that Nathan went to. I'll tell you this about weddings. Uh, it happened here tonight, and I wish I'd written the songs down, but I love it when they play, like, completely inappropriate songs at a wedding. Um, yeah. Like, uh, Every Breath You Take or One by YouTube, Like, songs that are basically breakup songs. And I think the... if uh, Shit, I can't think of what they played tonight. I know one of them, but... The whole point is, like, do people not understand the difference between a breakup song and a love song or an obsession song, you know? I probably fall guilty of that because, honestly, with a lot of songs, I, I, I don't really listen to the words. Like, I kind of tune the words out. And I think a lot of people do that. And so they're just like, oh, it's sweet. It's romantic. When really it's like, no, he's, he's singing about the fact that this girl left him and gave him herpes and ran off with his friend or whatever and like it's probably bad luck to play it at a wedding but people do it anyway yeah no people do it fucking all the time and uh yeah i mean it is what it is the thing that we left this wedding a little earlier the reception or whatever uh afterward because we have kids and like the instant people got there the kids were on the dance floor just running around and dancing to everything which is what kids do and uh, um, then they started like the the bridegroom dance, which you, you got to give them credit. You know, you're like, okay, they they so the kids yeah. are all in the like we want to dance. And like, no, no, this is private. Dance floor is closed. And then it's the father daughter dance, and then it's the someone else private dance. Then you get the group, and it's like, oh my god, they shut the dance floor down for like fucking an hour. I mean, and I get the bride and groom dance, and maybe the father daughter dance, but the groom mother dance, like my mom and I skipped. I told my mom, I'm like. She's like, no, I'm fine with that. Like, we are not... There are, like, seven just exclusive useless dances, which I thought were, like, all the kids were getting antsy, so we left. We're like, our daughter was getting ready to have a meltdown. She's like, wanna dance? It's like, all right, we're done. We gotta get out of here before she starts screaming. Yeah, I always wonder if uh, if, if dances are gonna be as big a thing. Like, in the future, man, I, I went to a wedding a while ago, and somebody else pointed it out to me while we were there, but young Younger people, and by younger, I'm talking like my generation. Yeah, 30s. And, you know, yeah, yeah, man, and, and younger. Don't really fucking dance, man. And everybody that was dancing was like older people. Yeah. You know, everybody that was just sort of casually like, let's go have a dance. And they were actually dancing. My generation is and, and, and younger and maybe even a little bit older. As far as like the stuff that we invented, like our dances we're looking at like grinding yeah. <laughs> and like mosh pits. Yes. None of those work for weddings. None <laughs> of those fucking work for weddings at all. All and right. So, uh, the bride and groom have had their dance. Now let's uh, bring everyone to the floor. This is Rain and Blood by Slayer. Everybody's fucking yeah. slam dancing. <laughs> it's the groom father in law mosh pit. Get <laughs> uh, all that weird. And Jake's first gone. First few times they met, yeah, and, and yeah, it's it's just what. Are you, do you still hear me? Yeah, I can. You left for about, and now we're on delay because I said Jake's gone, and you were still talking. It's fine. We we can keep going. We didn't miss much, but no, I agree with okay. you. Like here's here's my thing with weddings is I get they are about the bride, you know, and so that like I said the the bride the bridegroom dance absolutely you have to have that that's part of the wedding and the father daughter yeah. dance sure. But once it gets beyond that, it starts getting silly. Like, whatever the third dance was, and like I said, at my wedding, we shit-canned the whole groom-mother dance because the groom doesn't give a fuck. And the mom, right. it, it, it's it's all about the bride, so give her a couple... 
and I'm not trying to, you know, so I'm not complaining like, Jesus Christ, you're shutting down the dance floor. What about the kids that want to have fun? But at the same time, if you know you got kids there, the kids are, they don't care that it's the bride's day. They just want to run around and make noise. So you have to kind of accommodate a little bit. And we, we got so many comments at our wedding, how we, we didn't think about us. We thought about the guests and everyone said they should have felt, uh, they felt like they should have been charged admission to our wedding. They had so much fun because we didn't, nice. we did nice. not make it about our day. We said, this is a party. Everybody have fun. And that's what we wanted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Open bar, short ceremonies. Oh, yeah. Ceremony at ours was under 15 minutes. It, you know, topped out at 10 to 12, maybe. Dude, I went to an outdoor one in like the middle of July. It was it was like almost 100 degrees and really, really humid. It was on the roof of a hotel. And it, it was, oh, I got like really long ceremony. It was like the long extended Catholic version, like the Mel Gibson version, full with like <laughs> drunken police chases and anti-Semitism, all that shit, man. Like the full fucking version. And every, everybody was soaked in sweat by the end of that fucking thing. See, my wife and I, we had an outdoor wedding in August. And uh, the fucked up thing, we, we were planning on it being a shitty day. Uh, we're like, well, it's August, it's going to suck, whatever. And then it was the nicest summer ever. Like, every day, nothing got above 80. Nice. Until our wedding day. Literally, Friday uh. Friday was like 75, beautiful day. And then Saturday was 90, heat index of 105. But like I said, people were only outside for 10 to 12 minutes tops. And this this is my favorite, one of my favorite stories from my wedding is uh, the reception was right next to us. Like, you had the wedding, and then you walked up the hill and went inside to the reception so everybody was hanging out okay yeah everyone was hanging out in the air-conditioned reception hall and so i had to go up and make an announcement i took our uh this microphone there was a pa system in the house in-house pa so i went and hid in the closet and just sort of went attention ladies and gentlemen the ceremony is going to be starting in two minutes please find your way out to the ceremony and take a seat and then I opened the door to the closet, and nobody moved. I saw everybody look up at the speaker like, oh, the ceremony's starting. And then they went talking. <laughs> so I closed, and I went back out. Attention, I wasn't kidding. Get the fuck out. I repeat, get the fuck out. And, th- <laughs> and people were like, did that just happen? And then they left. But it was like, yeah, I, wasn't, I was not afraid to drop the F-bomb at my wedding to get people to go out, uh, get out of the air conditioning and make them sit down. That was, That's what you got to do, man. You, you know, if you're wearing a suit... And it's a hundred degrees outside. You, it's just it's you're naturally like I'm gonna let everybody else filter out while I take a piss or do whatever I'm gonna do, and then I'm gonna work my way out after they get seated, like five seconds before it starts. Yep. Well, this wedding uh, tonight that I went to was a Kim Davis approved man woman wedding. Uh, no gays. Well, there might have been gays in attendance, but it was not a gay wedding. And but uh, like no one's going to jail over the uh, the. The certificate is no, what you're saying? No, And that's what uh, we were going to talk about tonight is Kim Davis meeting the Pope. And it's interesting how the story's played out over the last three days because when it hit the news, Kim Davis meets the Pope, I immediately went to where the story is today. In my mind, I said, oh my God, this is just going to be sensationalism and nonsense because five bucks right. says... It was a crowd of people, and he walked down a line and was like, nice to meet you, nice to meet you, thanks, shake your hand, here's a rosary. And everybody was losing their fucking mind saying, the Pope met Kim Davis, you know, he, I thought he was so friendly towards gays and said that they're not sinners, and she's out there saying, he believes in my cause. And then here we are three days later, and everyone's saying, 
that obviously the Pope had no clue who she was. He met her in a group of people. It was arranged by some hardliner that wanted to prove a point and is now getting shit on because he turned a situation political by having her meet the Pope in the first place. But yeah, I don't just, think anything that happens in Kentucky is international news to where no, it was the Pope up would ever know about it. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. But uh, I just thought it was funny how people react to the headline and don't wait for the story to play out, even over the course of an hour, much less three days. I, I took to bait hook, line, and sinker. I was hoping that he arranged the whole thing. He flew there on helicopter, a bulletproof helicopter, and that they had like a secret meeting and he impregnated her, uh, you, you know, <laughs> secretly. And that Kim Davis is now pregnant with the child of the vicar of Christ. It's going to be some sort of, uh, I, I don't know, some homophobic messiah, you know, the second coming. <laughs> well, that's the other part is, I don't know if you saw this, but it hit the news either last night or today or something, where uh, he met with a homosexual couple that he was friends with. Like one of the guys worked with him and the Pope always knew he was gay. And, you know, it was just, they had a private meeting. Like Kim Davis got her handshake and, uh, hey, how you doing? Moving on. Whereas he met with a homosexual and the pictures of the, you know, the two guys and he, they're, everyone's smiling and happy. So Kim Davis trying to turn it into, or anybody trying to turn it into a, see, the Pope supports Kim Davis and says one man, one woman. I'm sure he does in his own way. Cause I, I, I think the church still says man and woman, but like he says, okay, man and woman, but it's not an issue. I'm not going to judge anyone for it. Yeah, I, I really do. I, I think that he's more of a marketing thing. I'm, I'm pretty cynical when it comes to a lot of stuff, especially. Well, yeah, you you were anything brought up based, in but, religion. Yeah, well, not, not even so much brought up with it. Uh, like my 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 dad would take me to church every Sunday, but it was it was more to make my granny happy. Like it wasn't part of our home life at all. Okay, and when I asked if I could quit going when I was nine. They did not argue at all. They were like, "Yeah, you don't want to go. You, you don't have to fucking go." And so it was like, "Awesome!" And and that. Now, was did it. you not want to go at nine? Because I don't know if you remember this. Did you want not want to go because it was boring, or because you were already realizing this is some fucked up shit? It was a little bit of both. It was probably a mixture of like three parts the first thing, and one part the other thing. I, I mean, really, it was it was just like, okay, this is so boring. And it, it seems like bullshit. I, I, I don't really mind bullshit. I, I like cartoons. I know the Ninja <laughs> Turtles aren't real. It's just that their Jesus is not as entertaining as Ninja Turtles. You know what I'm saying? This like is he's a good kinda, point. He's kinda, yeah, he's kind of fucking boring. They haven't gotten around to making a cartoon version. They haven't updated it. Like, it's just an old book from the desert for sheep herders. Like, it was, you know, 2,000 years ago or whatever. Maybe... Now that we're in, in the age with, like, videos and cartoons, God needs to release another version that's either a, a live-action movie or a cartoon so I can enjoy it in the year, whatever year that was, early 90s, man. That makes sense. That does make sense. Well, another thing, do you have anything else you want to say on this? Because there was something else I sent you that I figured we could talk about. I, yeah, r real quick, I, I think the, the Pope being all progressive and friendly i really do think they picked him specifically to do that like whenever they were picking between the black smoke to which means they haven't found a new pope yeah, or the yeah. white smoke which me i think all they were talking about was like listen everybody doesn't like us because of the 
child molesting Nazi guy. He was pretty bad even for our standards. It's like we're getting worse and worse. And so uh, let's get someone that people like because we, we have all this shit and people, you know, are viewing us as just like old timey uh, bigoted people who cover up child abuse. So let's get the opposite of that. We'll get somebody who's kind of friendly and says progressive shit. So, yeah, that's that's really all I think this is, man. I, I think the same stuff's going on behind the curtains. I, I, I think they're still funneling too much money to, you know, I, I mean, I, I know he kind of talks against spending a bunch of money on on the church as opposed to the poor people, but uh, well, I, I don't know. I, I agree with you, and I agree with you and don't disagree with you, but think there might be a little more to it, if that makes sense. Like, I absolutely agree that they looked at uh, Pope John the pedophile and Pope Nazi the Nazi and pedophile protector and said, okay, we need to go in a new fucking direction. But I also think that there are a bunch of people in the church that got pissed off by it. Like, the, the oh, Pope, yeah. no, the pope deciders right. were like, we yeah. need to do this. Oh, I also, and but some of the hardliners got pissed. But I, I also think that it might have been... In small case... Of, yeah, like the Ted Cruz of Cardinals or whatever was fucking irate. Absolutely. But I also think that the guys that picked the Pope may have a small... Like, I think it may have been like... I can't even begin to, to come up with a percentage for you. Uh, like 50-50, 60-40, 70-30. I have no idea. I think a chunk of it is what you said. And I think another chunk of it might be the whole Sarah Palin thing. Where... Did you... When... Have you seen, uh, shit, I can't think of the name of the film, um, where they talk about the, the campaign and Sarah Palin getting picked and how she fucking went off on her own and how she oh, became I, I, I think I did start watching some of that. Yeah, yeah well, the whole point the is whole they didn't vet her enough, and I wonder if that's what happened with this pope, but in the other direction. Like, with Sarah Palin, they said, you know what, she's a good, strong conservative, we're going to get the conservative base... And uh, let's just go with her. And then as soon as they got her, they realized, oh, shit, she's stupid. She's crazy. We wanted a little bit of what she Yeah, He just did a 180 after he got elected. Like, he, he was pretending to be, like, no, 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 no. Right when he was in the Pope picking room. It's just like, no, I, I wonder if they didn't vet Christ him enough. All his rules. And I then, wonder and if they like, said, I wonder if when they were vetting him, they said, you know what? He's a good guy. He talks about the poor let's get him in here. He's always kind. And then he got in and they said, how do you feel about gays? And he's like, you know, who am I to judge? Well, how do you feel about atheists? Atheists can be good people just because they don't believe in God. And that's when they started panicking and started going, Holy hey, shit. We thought he was, I know the good book says one people. thing, but I was blowing this atheist guy one time and, uh, he, he made a lot of good points and I, I can't see the good Lord sending him to hell. I'm not even that. I'm just saying, I, I wonder if they, I'm not even trying to make a joke. I just wonder if they didn't vet him strong enough. Like if, they were looking for someone that was a little progressive, but then they got him and were like, holy shit, he is super progressive. We, we fucked up. We should have got the guy that said, hey, uh, blessed are the, the meek, but, you know, fuck the gays at the same time. They're bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's people that absolutely feel that way, but I, I, I think it's like you said, it's totally, it's totally a mixed bag, man. Yeah. If there's right. one thing I, I, I learned from the series The Borges, it's that not all those guys agree and they sometimes kill each other and have sex with their own family members. Well, who doesn't? I mean, come on. Yeah, I know. Cast not the first stone or whatever. Yes. So I sent you an article, was it today or yesterday? And I 
I, you say your memory's dog shit, but I think we may have talked about this a little bit. I don't remember because we've, it's a drug thing. Um, they're talking about using Molly and ecstasy to treat uh, people with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. And I know that doesn't automatically mean soldiers, but it's the first thing I think most people think of. But I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that as a uh, I'm on former military? Any, oh, I knew you'd excuse, be on board. <laughs> uh, yes. Any excuse they can find to give me, uh, Molly, I, I, I support. Will you start I, having, uh, flashbacks now, even though you have not had any up until this point, will you suddenly like, Hey, I'm feeling a little more stressed than usual. Dude, I'll have an Iraq flashback. I'll have an <laughs> Afghanistan flashback. I'll have a flashback from Vietnam or Korea. I don't give a fuck, dude. I, I will have any flashback they want, any mental symptoms. I, I, I will go in there pretending to talk to voices in my head. Give me the ecstasy. Yes. Now, what if it goes hand in hand with a therapy, though? Because that's what it is. It's You don't just get to trip balls. It's supervised. Because the whole point is the, the drugs they're discovering... Um, and I'm, I'm not a doctor so, or a scientist, so I'm obviously going to fuck up the language here. It inhibits or it doesn't repress, but it, it lessens emotions. And, you know, obviously ecstasy puts you, it's named ecstasy because it puts you into a, a positive state of mind. So it's when you are on the molly or taking the ecstasy that then they talk to you about the the moment that gave you like whatever whatever it was the shooting up of a village in Nam or watching your best friend die and again I'm sticking with soldiers but it could be anything yes um, I will still sit through their therapy nonsense even though even though I hate <laughs> therapy because here's the thing I've taken those fucking drugs before they last way longer than that dude is gonna sit there and talk to me and I know that so I'm gonna have to put up with his bullshit for maybe an hour and then I'm gonna go fucking walk around the park or go to a museum or something and just fucking and enjoy hey, it yeah, I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna have my girlfriend waiting on the ready. I'm gonna be like, listen, I'm gonna try to smuggle you some out if 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 I can't. I'm gonna have to fucking drop some me and talk to this quack job for a while. You know, pretend uh, make up a bunch of stories, and then we're gonna we're gonna bone like rabbits, like drugged up fucking rabbits in in a uh, test cage. That's what we're gonna do. Well, here is the thought I had that would be, I guess, the frightening aspect to this is. So say they discover that it is really helpful for what they're saying it is, therapy and post-traumatic. So then the drug companies get a hold of it, legalize it, and treat it like any other pill. Oh, it costs us $1 to make this. We're going to sell it for $75, $100, $1,000. Like that asshole that was in the news last week where... And my recorder cut out as I said $17 pill. So oh, it sucks. No, I'm just going to keep going. I actually started the recorder again, so... The listeners are going to hear, I, I just notify the listeners that the recorder sits stuck, uh, crapped up. But the whole point is that asshole uh, two weeks ago that bought a $17 pill and jacked up the price to, do you remember what it was, $750 a pill or something? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was something ridiculous. Either that or like, like once, once it's legal, and the same thing could happen with weed, once, once it's legal, you're putting it in the hands of the same people who get approved by the FDA to, for... You know, cigarettes and all the shit that's in McDonald's, like once MDMA and marijuana are completely legal, Monsanto will, will, will turn that shit into like crystal meth dipped in frosting. Like it's, it's going to be terrible for you. 
maybe with Molly because it's a chemical compound and it's a pill, but we talked about pot the other week when I was in Colorado, and those are pot enthusiasts growing it right now, and they're heavily regulated. Like I said, with edibles, they have to put everything that's in and the amount so that people get the correct buzz so they don't... Cause if they yeah, don't, no, I'm, get I'm, I'm totally... I'm, I'm just messing around about that. I totally think they should be legal. I, I think all drugs should be legal. No, no, I'm not saying they should be illegal. I'm just saying that as far as... Uh, I'm just saying your argument against pot is invalid because it is legal, but it's the pot enthusiasts that are growing it and keeping it pure so far. And I'm not, and we're very new in this. In five years, sure, Monsanto might be spraying pot plants with right, whatever. right, and and that's you know that's better. And than I'm just saying the chemical the compounds, the, the cartels doing whatever the fuck they want to do, and street gangs doing whatever the fuck they want to do. This shit, you know. Well, and but uh, the problem again, the, the reason I brought this up was price, saying that. Uh, what are you writing in there? Or what is What's it? Up? What is that squeaking noise? Oh, oh that's those birds. birds, man. The birds you got to feed. Uh, where are you right now? I'm in my room. They're in the living room, man. Oh, your, your roommate's gone, and you got to feed her birds. I, I all this time, I never knew you had birds. Even I've never heard them make a noise before. Yeah. It sounded Dude, like you we were got... writing on a whiteboard with a marker. No, no, I uh, I let them fly around the apartment. No. Man. It's awesome. <laughs> what kind of birds Parakeets. are they? Parakeets. Little parakeets, man. I, they shit I never everywhere? really had, dude. Uh, yeah, they, they mostly <laughs> shit in the corners, yo. But like, if you put oh, it's paper okay towels, then. Yeah, as long as they're just shitting in the corners, that's not white yeah. trash or filthy. Dude, it's worth it. <laughs> Having birds flying around is fucking awesome. Do they man. land it's, on it, you? Are they friendly? Uh, I mean, they they'll fly away if you try to touch them. But I, I mean, they're small, man. They're parakeets. I, I couldn't have like a, like a big one, like a parrot, because they're they're big, man. You should. Oh, yeah, Just let them be outside or some shit. But, like, parakeets are small, man, so you let them fly around. In a, Do they eventually go back in their cage? Do they have a cage? Yeah, yeah, they got a cage, man. Uh, my, my roommate keeps them in the cage a lot. I, I always just let them fly around and do whatever the fuck they and want, man. How do you man. get parakeets like these... back in a cage? They just fly in there on their own, man. They like it in there. All right. It's like their little apartment. Cool. It's kind of a buzzkill to see birds in cages. I don't like it. I like when they're flying around. Plus, having birds fly by your head is awesome. <laughs> Especially if you're real stoned or something. I'm not going to argue that. high with the birds. What, why just birds, though? What about uh, at a zoo, any animal in a cage? Do you want to go PETA on us? Yeah, because I, I don't like... Well, okay, okay. Not any animal. Check it out. Like, my, my theory on uh, which animals you should and shouldn't put in cages, obviously ones that, that have more of, like, a higher intelligence, that kind of sucks. But more importantly, you gotta look at, like what's what's their life like outside the cage. Like a, a lion or a tiger is in a cage, and they're thinking, "Well, this fucking sucks yeah. because I used to run around and I used to eat gazelle and have sex with other lions after I ate the gazelle." Kind of like Tom and Brady. Was, oh wait, that's yeah. gazelle. We used to uh -huh. have wild, got gazelle blood orgies, and it was fucking beautiful, right? Whereas. The gazelle in the same cage, it's like, wait a minute, I just eat, fuck, and, and, and the tiger's in a different cage? This is the shit. I love this place. This is like communism on paper. I fucking love the zoo. So it depends on the animal, right? That's what I say. Yeah, I can see that. Like a tortoise, uh, where's it going? It's just sitting there fucking not doing anything. So why not put it in a little pen and let it sit there in a pen and let people gawk at it? That's what I'm saying. Some animals are... And I'm not like a zoologist or a fucking whatever, man, a vet. I, I like, I, you can tell, like, some animals. Listeners, know Jake what the is not a zoologist, on. so it's just so you know. 
I don't know. But I'm tired of people calling into the podcast and emailing them. Why is this guy? He's a certified zoologist. Why is he saying all this dumb shit about animals? Look, for the last time, people. Not a zoologist. Not even a cryptozoologist. A fake Bigfoot kind. I'm not. I'm, I'm tired of you people tweeting me zoology questions, expecting serious answers. This is fucking nonsense answers. So that's what you're getting. That being said, you can tell some animals they're they're. Kind of dumb. Like their brains go food, sex, water, food, sex, water. Maybe not necessarily in that order, but like that's what they do. And then other ones kind of ponder the meaning of life and how come these weird monkeys with less hair are on the outside of the cage making us be in here. Uh, uh, I don't like those fucking things, right? Like I, I think that goes on with someone. No, I agree. That's why, I mean, this is, it's stupid to reference a movie. But I liked the idea of Jurassic Park not for the, hey, let's clone and bring back dinosaurs, but for the idea of maybe a zoo should be something the size of Central Park, separated by walls that people are enclosed. Like, have you ever been through an aquarium where it's an enclosed uh, bubble and you walk through and the water is all around you fucking everywhere? Yeah. That's what a zoo should be, where you just allow the lion to run around a huge acreage, but you're the, the humans are protected. And you, I mean, the zoo would have to be, again, the size of Central Park. So, But you give the animals space to run around. And yeah, they're still in cages, but they're like big with... They have street. some like that, They have man. some like that, and it's nice. But that's what I think they should all be, because any zoo I go to is generally... I fucking used to hate the Madison, Wisconsin Zoo, because the bears were just in these little tiny places where they would pace back and forth, and finally they've knocked all those down and given each bear, like, a nice roaming space where you look and go, okay, that's not so bad. It's 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 decent. But I think they yeah. really deserve more. I think I, w- I would love to see big open-air zoos where the animals might not even realize they're in a zoo. They would think that's the world. Like, oh, okay, this is, you know, I just wander around here and every so often food shows up in this corner. So, whatever. Yeah, I, I think they should either go that route or go the, the exact opposite route, make it more evil. I was in a zoo in Louisiana once, in, in New Orleans, and they, of course, had a big alligator exhibit because there's a shitload of alligators down there. And... That wasn't even an alligator exhibit. That was just New Orleans. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But then next to that was an actual zoo with an an actual alligator exhibit. So, yeah, it's kind of weird that they would just kind of take shit that's roaming around anyway and just throw it in there. But they they did. But the sweet thing about it was there was a part where you were on, like, a balcony. Yeah. And and they were, like, below you. And it was was all open top because, I I mean, it was, like, cages. They couldn't get up the side. But there was there was nothing above them. You were just above them on on sort of like a, a balcony with tables and chairs and things. And next to that was a, a little shack that sold food. And one of the foods that it sold was fried gator. Nah. So you could eat fried gator while looking at the gator. And you could even throw little pieces of fried gator to the gator, and the gator would eat the other gator. It was some real Hunger Games shit, dude. It was it was awesome. I don't know who it is. There's a comedian. Or there are probably several comedians that have done this joke. Uh, but I, I thought you were going to say there are fucked up zoos where it's like you go back to your analogy where you're a lion and you're like, what the fuck, dude? I'm in this cage. Uh, but they put the gazelle right next to them. And so it can yeah. see it and it can smell it. 
but it's like, fuck you, man. That thing is right there, and I so want to jump on that and fucking eat it. And fuck you for, but like they put the gazelle right next to the goddamn lion. And that's why I've never understood those jack-off boots that you that, that you go and, and, and pay, and they have the girls dancing on the other side of the glass. What the fuck? Oh yeah. What's the point to that shit? I watched a guy. Uh, Michael, it was his name, uh, he and my friend Barrett and I were all in New York in Times Square back in the 90s when it was still just full of, I mean, I know there were still sex shops there, but back in the 90s and 80s, I mean, it was fucking just hookers and drugs, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a tourist destination, it was like frightening. Um, so we went to... Yeah, the, now you gotta go on Craigslist for that, it's a whole new world, it's bullshit. We went uh, to a place where you put in a quarter and the visor went up and you looked at the dancing girls, except this wasn't behind glass, this was actually, they would come over and talk to you and, you know, you could give them five bucks and maybe touch a titty if you wanted, and uh, the, the visor was at like whatever eye height level is, you know, you'd walk in and the visor was right there, well Michael yeah. was a very, very handsome black man. And he was suave as fuck, and he would talk to women all. So we go, and you all have your own special. Like I wasn't standing with them. They, they each, everyone had a corridor. The women were in a central room, and the visors all open from their from their respective corridor to the women in the central location. So I could see other visors going up and down from mine, and I knew Barrett was next to me, and Michael was. Well, either way, the whole point is, uh, Michael's talking to these two girls, and the next thing I know there's a dick going through the visor and he's getting a blowjob because he actually propped his feet up on the side of the walls to, you know, like to, to brace himself nice. to, to fit his dick through the visor at eye level. And yeah, he, he, I don't know how much he paid or like I said, he was suave and good looking. And, but I just thought it was the funniest fucking thing. He was in there getting a goddamn blowjob at a peep show. <laughs> so that's how we'll close That's, the podcast uh, I, I hope, out. I will... hope you wrap that in, uh, in like, an inch of fucking rubber, man. That's, uh... Yeah, yeah herpes simplex mouth uh, cold sore. Oh, yeah. That's how we'll end the podcast, uh, listeners, is we open Actually, with a wedding and love and matrimony and close with uh, blowjobs at a sex shop. I Real quick, um, I, I do want to say about the ecstasy thing, though. Sure. I, I want to jump back this this for a second. Uh... It does bother me how people now say that MDMA, like like Molly's pure ecstasy. Okay, you know what I mean. Like it's not ecstasy was way fucking better than Molly. Like they they, they try to say, oh well, Molly's pure ecstasy because MDMA's what's in ecstasy and Molly's pure MDMA. It's like, well, then how come ecstasy used to fuck me up more than man? Give me the other shit that was in the ecstasy. It was mostly like heroin and crank and you know just stuff like that and so i get that it's better for you just taking the mdma but don't act like when you took the strongest two street drugs out of something it made it stronger does that make sense it makes sense did you happen to see the premiere of the daily show this week i did not no uh trevor noah knocked it out of the park i thought he did a great job uh you know everyone's worried like how's he going to replace john stewart one of his jokes was I don't remember the setup. I have no clue what the setup to the joke was, but his punchline was, that would be like telling crack, or that would be like crack telling meth, hey, come on, you gotta step up your game. Sure, you take out a few teeth, but I took out Whitney Houston. And I thought that was a fucking beautiful joke. Right. It was like, <laughs> I love that one, but... I'm just saying, you know, like, they, they act like it's better. Yeah, than, no, I get what you're saying. Take, it's, it's, it's like don't saying... Don't take Popeye's spinach away and then try to convince me you made his dick bigger. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, 
it's 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 better. It's it, it was better the way it was. And there was different kinds because they would cut it with different shit. Ecstasy was fucking awesome, man. It's like I'm not saying, saying MDMA new Coke suck. is better than Coke Classic. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And MDMA is good. It's just it's not a hallucinogen, man. It's it's an upper where you don't feel the shitty things about uh, uppers. Like it brings you up, but it doesn't make you all jittery. It doesn't give you that like, yeah, let's talk about really intense gibberish for 12 hours. I think all our friends are fucking cops, man. Have you seen the way they wear their shoelaces? That's how narcs wear their, will you loan me $50? Like it, it's, it, it makes you on uppers, but not annoying, if it makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And that goes back to what you said earlier. Like if, if fucking a, an ecstasy high lasts 12 hours, that would be like, you said the most awesome therapy ever, like, hey, Doc, yeah, I'll, I'll chill here for an hour while it kicks in, and then as it really starts to peak, you're off wandering around. Yeah, exactly. I uh, Unless unless they make you sit in therapy for your entire fucking high. Yeah, you gotta that's, check that in for a day. That seems sacrilegious. Yeah, that's like, that's like, that's like taking acid and then falling asleep before it kicks in. That's like pouring a beer down the drain, as, as, as far as I'm concerned. Making somebody waste their entire high in therapy. That uh, would be a horrible, horrible thing. All right, kids, thanks for listening. That was the podcast, Drugs, the Zoo, and Weddings, and uh, Michael getting a blowjob in a sex shop. Hope you enjoyed it. NathanTimble.com, JakeFever.com. Later.